Hello Church family, today we're going to end our series, in, or not series, but just our chapter uh, of our, our study through Nehemiah chapter 8. Um, if you remember, just kind of going through this whole week, we talked about how uh, Ezra came and um, really brought the Word of God to them. And the reason why they were, the Word of God was brought because the people wanted it. They wanted to know God more, they wanted to be close to Him, they wanted to be obedient to Him. And the result of that is that people were moved to tears and they were moved to tears because they understood who God is. They understood um, how far they've fallen from God's grace and how good God is still to them and the evidence of that in their life at the time of this chapter is that the, the walls are rebuilt. And that propelled them to uh, to want to live faithfully. They were celebrating. Uh, the priests were like telling them, stop crying, this is a holy day. Enjoy the day. And um, they were celebrating food. And that didn't just stop there. This wasn't just some sort of one-time thing where they heard God's word on a Sunday and they got convicted in the uh, by lunchtime, and then it was gone by the time their meal was done. You know, the, the, this is something that just was ongoing. They wanted to learn more and more of God's word. Now we see uh, the importance of God's word and preaching God's word, and then which leads to a res- the, which leads to delighting in God and who He is, and then end today with our response to God's word or a response to God's word, verse 13, to the end of the chapter. Uh, we'll, we'll read. Then on the second day, the heads of the father's household of all the people, the priests and the Levites, were gathered to Ezra, the scribe, that they might gain insight into the words of the law. So uh, the law here, in the sense, is like what's right and wrong, um, new commands that God has expected them to do. And uh, in verse 14, they found written in the law how the Lord had commanded through Moses that the sons of Israel should live in the booths during the feast of the seventh month. Um, and it just so happened, if you just look at the kind of like the timeline or, or calendar, that it just so happens that God providentially placed an opportunity for them to celebrate the seventh month thing. Which is God's word. They, they, heard, they heard God's word. Like, hey, this is the exact time for us to apply God's word. So let's do it. Verse 15, so they proclaimed and circulated a proclamation in all their cities in Jerusalem, saying, Go out to the hills and bring olive branches and wild olives branches, uh, myrtle branches, palm branches, and branches of other leafy trees to make booths, as it is written. So the people went out and bought them and made booths for themselves, each on his roof and in their courts, and in their courts of the house of God, and in the square of the water gate, and in the square of the gate of Ephraim. So they they went to gather all their... Uh, all the, the materials needed to build these booths. And the Feast of Booth back then was designed to help them remember what it was like to live in the wilderness. In the Book of Numbers, they were there for 40 years, going back and forth. And the whole generation of people, the first generation of people that left Egypt died. And then the last generation, a second generation had to come up. But during the time when they were raised, it wasn't just like they automatically were faithful. There was still some time for them to you know, grow and develop during those 40, the, la- the latter half of the 40 years. And uh, the Lord told them, once you cross the Jordan, you have to do uh, this Feast of Booth to remind yourself on what it's like to live in the wilderness. Uh, a few years ago, uh, during our SFBC high school uh, c- summer camp um, or retreat, uh, my wife and, and I, and we also brought Ruby along, um, that we went camping with the high schoolers. And what was really cool was that they helped pitch a tent for us, and we're, you know, we're on this like, kind of mountainside area, and uh, um, I think that where, I, where Kelly and I were sleeping on, it was like kind of slanted, so Ruby was kind of slowly just like sliding down the hill throughout the nights and uh, one one minute in the night she's like near her head and then like later on the night she's like on her feet so we like had to always make sure that we don't roll over our kid 
But, uh, you know, the whole time where they had a great time, but one thing I realized is that God did not design man to sleep on the floor like that. It is just not designed that way. I think that's why God gave us uh, people the design of mattress, because the way that your body is designed is not to it's not to sleep on the floor like that. It is just, I mean, you'll you'll return to the dust quicker if you just keep sleeping on the dust. Um, and yeah, when we got home, we're like, oh, look up mattress. This is great. And then Ruby didn't really know, remember any difference. But for us, um, yeah, it was like the be- the bed is great, air condition is great, um, heaters are great, TV is great, fridge great, heater uh, um, you know stove great. All these things are great. Um, it's supposed to remind us, right? Camping at that time made us appreciate the things that we do have. And that's what kind of what the Israelites were supposed to do. They were supposed to do these booths once every seven years to remember the fact that they were uh, a nomadic people at one point, that they were living off whatever God has given them. They didn't have their own home. It was a constant move from one place to another. They're always having to travel and pitch a tent and close a tent and find another place, pitch a tent, and then just go do this over and over again. And it's supposed to remind them of how God has gave them this land that they're in. And... Um, and they just did it. They did the, they did this fee, a feast of booths, and for them it made it felt good to do the right thing. It, it brought them joy knowing that they were doing what was pleasing to the Lord. The entire assembly, verse seventeen, assembled of uh, of those who had returned from the captivity, made booths and lived in them. The sons of Israel had indeed not done so from the days of Joshua the son of Nun to that day, and there was a great rejoicing. There was great rejoicing. So again, for centuries, they did not do this. And it's no wonder that over time, they stopped responding to God. It's because they didn't do, uh, you know, they were making, cal- they, they, they probably forgot one year, and then the next seven year comes, oh yeah, that thing that we're supposed to do, that's eh, okay, we didn't do it last year, we won't do it, or last time, we won't do it this time. And time and time, as they like let go of one command of God, they started letting go of other commands as well. And that's, and that's a lesson for us um, in our time as well. When you make compromises, when you choose to follow one command of God and not another, eventually you will let go of other commandments as well. There's no such thing as some sort of isolated sin because there's no such thing as isolated sanctification. You can't say I'm only godly in these areas and not this one area. They're all connected. Um, when, when you see someone that sins in one area, eventually they'll fall in other areas as well. And scripture tells us to pull, put on the full armor of God for that reason. You're at a spiritual warfare. You're being attacked from all angles. And you need to wear every piece of armor to guard yourself from the snares and the schemes of the devil. It's, just a, it's something that we need to do. We need to respond to God's word by doing what's right uh, to the Lord in, in the Lord's eyes. And they did not, and in the past, they did not commit themselves um, to God's word, and they're compromising. But in this case, now there's no more. There's no compromise. They'll do this tent, uh, sleeping out in the tents, uh, because they're committed to God. There was compromise before, which led them to lack of commitment. Now their commitment is a response to show that they are going to be committed to the Lord. There's no more compromises. That's why when we preach or when we hear God's word preached to us, it should give us it should give us exactly what we need joy uh, and that joy and love for the Lord is what will propel us to faithfully live in a way that's pleasing to him Jesus said that if you love me you'll keep my commandments so every time when you and I hear a sermon about how we need to forgive or how we need to be kind and how we need to do evangelism how we need to do whatever the message may be if you love Jesus you will do those things out of a heart and thankfulness for who God is, you will submit yourself to the word of God and respond in such a way that will be pleasing to him. So my exhortation for us this week actually would be this. 
think back to the sermon that you heard. Not, I'm not talking again. These podcasts don't count as sermons. I'm talking about the last Sunday message that you heard. And when you think about that message, did you try to respond and apply it to your life? Or is it something that you just heard and then you, you can take notes on it, you can uh, discuss it with other people. But if you're not actually responding to God's word, then it's really useless. Um, the point of hearing God's word is not so you have a knowledge of who God is, but you need to have a relationship with God. That by knowing who he is, you start meditating and dwelling and committing your life to practice and doing what God's word has to say. That's why in the New Testament, the language is that we need to walk in a manner worthy of his name. Uh, does our life reflect uh, Christ's likeness? And if we're if we're not responding to God, it could be because we're in a holding on to some sort of sin, or you're not saved. You know, there's there should be no excuse for Christians when it comes to responding faithfully to the Word of God. Uh, and that's how we're going to close this week. When you think about the preaching of God's Word, you first want to be under good teaching, like under good preaching. And then you need, and that should produce in you a delight for who God is and who in His Word, which will lead you to a response and faithfulness to Him. And in the chapter of Ezra, we see that the, the the people of God want to hear God's Word, then it moved them to tears, and then as a result, they became obedient to the Lord in every area. So it is with us, and I hope that for this week, that when you hear God's Word, that this will happen to you as well. Thanks for listening for th- uh, to this week. I hope this is helpful. Next week, we're going to be in chapter 9, and uh, we're almost done. We're more than halfway done. Uh, so we have a few more weeks left, and then we're going to move on to something. I think that will be fun for us, but that's for later. Uh, but for now, take care and have a good weekend. <laughs>